Hey, hey, fire starters. You are listening to episode 230 of the Females on Fire podcast. And for this Wildfire Wednesday episode, we normally have a guest, but I am going solo to kick off our first episode of this new year. And I'm going to be sharing a little bit with you about marketing trends that I think are going to be a really big deal this year and that I think are really going to impact your business. And so these are things that you need to be paying attention to and jumping on now if you can and implementing them in your business so that you can thrive in this new year, hit all of your business and revenue goals and just really scale and expand your business in the way that you want to. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, gorgeous, and welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, the place to be if you're an audacious dreaming woman ready to ignite your influence, burn your limitations, and spark your success. I'm your host, motivational speaker, marketing coach, and Dr. Pepper lover, Haley Luckadoo, and together with the most incredible women I can find, we're going to bring you the best business and personal growth advice to help you create a profitable biz and step into the highest version of yourself. So welcome to the club, Firestarter. Now let's start turning that spark of an idea into a wildfire of success. Are you ready for a revolution? It's time to shake up the industry a little and girlfriend, you're going to want to be a part of this. The females on fire conference is headed to Dallas, Texas, August 7th and 8th of 2024. And it is a conference like no other. We are so tired of stuffy business conferences or motivational speakers that don't give you any actual depth. So we're bringing together over a thousand women, a fire speaker lineup, and some fun twists and surprises for two action-packed days that will change your life and your business. It's time to ditch the drama and the struggle, get aligned and profitable, and unleash the audacious dreamer and impactful doer inside of you. And with tickets that start at only $97, we're making sure that you can get yourself in the room. So save your seat at the revolution by heading to femalesonfireconference.com and get ready for two days of business, personal, and community growth like you've never seen it done before. Happy New Year, Firestarters. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it is already 2024. If you're listening to this later in the future, then amazing. All of this, this episode will still apply, but, um, I just, I cannot believe it's 2024. It's so wild. I feel like at least for me last year, just kind of flew by. It was a a big blur. And so, um, it's just wild that we're already in a new year and we're kicking off you know, another January and everybody's setting their goals and their new year's resolutions and talking about their word of the year and all of those amazing things. And I'm really pumped because it is finally the year of our conference. I'm so excited that we're going to be celebrating our first in-person conference later this year in August. It's just a really exciting time. So I'm having a lot of fun prepping for that and just knowing that we're we're only months away now, which is terrifying and exhilarating all at the same time. So I wanted to kick off a new year 
uh, like I said in the intro with an episode on marketing trends. And I use this term lightly (laughs) because some of these you're going to kind of be like, "Mm, that's not really a trend. And it's not, some of them are not really trends. They're just where I see the industry going, um, for the online business space and what I see working and not working, uh, in the coming months and, and throughout the year. And so maybe not so much marketing trends as just observations that I think you really need to pay attention to. So, uh, we have a few here that I'm going to dive into, but I want to preface all of this by just saying that remember that at the end of the day, you know, your business, the best, and hopefully, you know, your audience, the best, hopefully you've done market research. You really know your people, you know, the value that you have to give and, and how your offers give that value. And you really truly know your business better than anybody. And so while the things we're about to talk about, I do see that's where the online business space is going and it's observations that I and fellow coaches that I know have made. That's not to say that these are the only things that will work or not work. Remember to trust your gut. And I I just think that's a really important piece of it that not enough people say. I know a lot of business coaches and marketing coaches and, you know, all the gurus and the podcasters want to talk about what's coming and what's working and what's not and what's in and what's out. But at the end of the day, there are people making money in every way you can possibly imagine. And there's somebody out there that one way works and there's somebody out there that that way would never work for them. And they do the complete opposite and both people can be successful. So as you're listening to this, and hopefully it's really helpful for you, it gets you thinking about how you're implementing these things in your own business and you know, what your plan is for this coming year. But as you're listening to it, really run it through your own filter of like, okay, how does that apply to my business? And how would I make that work? And is that the right move for me? Um, I just think that's a really important piece that, you know, you just can't like overlook everybody's different. Every business is different. Um, and some things take more time or they take more money or they take more energy that you may just not have right now. Some things require, you know, a team or, require for you to be really focused on that one thing. Sometimes some, some of the things we're going to talk about are focused on more diversifying and, you know, maybe that's something that you're not really into right now. So it all comes down to you and your business and what's going to be right for you. So don't take what we're about to talk about as like, this is the only right way to do it. Cause that's not it. So with that being said, let's dive in. Cause there's some interesting things that I've observed lately that I think are just really exciting, honestly. And some of them are somewhat continuations of things I've been seeing recently. And we're kind of moving that direction. Some of them are brand new pivots that I think the industry is, is turning into. So really exciting stuff. The first thing is that I really foresee there being less front end live launching. So when I originally wrote this down, I wrote down less live launching. And then I realized that's kind of not actually accurate. People are still launching like crazy. Um, but I I foresee less front end 
live launching. And what I mean by that is I think more than ever, people are leaning into evergreen offers. They're leaning into those offers that are, you know, continuously open. They're continuously enrolling, um, you know, just kind of have that rolling enrollment kind of stuff going on, um, behind the scenes. And there's going to be more silent and back-end launches. So maybe still a full launch, maybe something isn't, you know, evergreen, it's not always enrolling and they're doing a live launch of it, but it's not super public. It's not front facing. They're not, you know, doing emails and webinars and social media content and, you know, running podcast ads about it and, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're doing back in more silent launches where it's like, Hey, this offer is only available to our email list or, you know, Hey, this offer is only available to those of you that listen to the podcast. So I foresee a lot more of that. I think the industry is already kind of pivoting into that lane a little bit. And that's not to say that you cannot do a front end public facing live launch and be successful. You absolutely can. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just think as people are starting to really diversify their revenue, there's a lot more like one-off type of offers where it's like, oh, I'm not going to turn this into like a group coaching program, but I just want to offer this thing one time. There's a lot more experience-based offers. So selling events, selling retreats, um, selling, you know, one-time masterclasses, things like that. And there's a lot more digital products, right? Things that um, are essentially passive income even though we know passive income isn't fully passive, right? But, you know, digital products, courses, things like that. Um, And as people are starting to lean more into those things and diversifying their revenue, you know, it's exhausting if you want to have a digital product shop or, uh, you know, vault full of courses and you want to host a retreat and you have, you know, a coaching program or something. It's exhausting to try to do a front facing live launch of all of those things and possibly all of those things multiple times in the year. Right. So I think we're going to see a lot more evergreen offers. We're going to see a lot more silent launches. Um, and you know, a lot more like wait lists and like VIPs only kind of stuff that is really, you know, the people who are going to thrive at doing this, are the people who can sell really naturally. So they don't necessarily need to plan a huge launch, write out tons of emails, create a bunch of content just for this launch. They can just hop on their Instagram stories or hop on their TikTok or write an email where they can really paint the picture of what's going to happen in this container, this offer that they've created. And they can sell people that way. And they're just like naturally good sellers. So all of that to say, you need to be thinking about what your launch strategy is for the year. Does that include more evergreen offers? Does that include silent launches? Is there a way you can implement that? That seems right for your business, but also kind of the, the twofold, problem here is that you've got to get better at selling. So if you have a fear of sales, if you feel, you know, kind of squeamish when you're like, Oh, I'd feel really salesy and it feels really sleazy and I don't like it. 
if you feel that way about selling to your audience, that's something that you need to work on and need to overcome like sooner rather than later, because the people who are going to thrive this year are the people who have zero hesitation about their offer and the value that they can give. And because of that, they have zero hesitation of hopping on their social media or hopping in their email or, you know, whatever their thing is that they're focusing on and saying, Hey, I have this thing available. Here's what it's going to do. Here's what you're going to get out of it. Come sign up, right? They're the people that are going to thrive. And so if you're not that person yet, right, we're saying yet, because you can become that person, then that's a mindset shift that you really, really, really need to work on and put as a priority of where you're putting your focus, because you've got to become a good, confident salesperson in order to survive this shift in the industry where, you know, people are selling a lot of different things. Um, and that's not, again, not to say that you can't live launch, not to say that you can't focus on, you know, creating really amazing emails and content to sell, not to say that you can't just niche down and focus on one thing because you can do all of that. But I foresee a lot more evergreen, a lot more rolling enrollments, a lot more silent launches of people really trying to diversify that revenue and putting lots of things out there, even if it's not publicly out there and super front facing and like a huge planned out live launch once a quarter. Hopefully that makes sense. Next marketing observation. I don't like calling it a trend observation. Um, this is definitely a continuation of something we've already seen. So obviously we know video content has become bigger than ever, right? Um, video content's really important. We saw a big push with Instagram of them really focusing on reels. Now they've kind of dialed back a little bit where they're like, mm, we want, you know, reels and static posts, reels and photos. Um, TikTok obviously is huge and that's all video all the time, but I do think, um, video content is still going to remain prominent and relevant, but more specifically, I think long form video is getting a lot more prominent, a lot faster and not just long form video, but more content that is really engaging. So less of the oh, I'm going to use this like trending sound and just like point to words on the screen kind of videos and more of just like you talking to your camera, right? So those like talking head videos that show your face. Um, I, I really think we're leaning into more of that and specifically leaning into more of that because you can leverage storytelling and you can really give a lot of value that way. But because people are seeing you, it's not just them getting the value. It's them getting the value while being entertained. And I think that's really more important than ever is that you've got to be able to put your face out there. You've got to be able to really, you know, connect with your viewer or your listener and create a space where they feel like, you know, this is like a FaceTime video with their best friend kind of thing, right? Like not saying you have to be all like, oh my gosh, besties, you know, and be like super high energy, 
you know, giving out all your personal information kind of stuff, but you do have to be able to create content where you're willing to get on video. You're willing to show your face. You can give value without just tossing it into like a carousel post on Instagram or some bullet points in an email. You have to be able to make it relatable, make it engaging. And a lot of that is going to be through storytelling. So I really think we're going to see more than ever that video content is still very prominent, but in a really intentional way where people are, you know, telling stories and they're using their own experiences. Um, and they're sort of, you know, remember when kind of stories to give you the value. Right. And so this is where not only do you need to get comfortable with video content, but you also may want to work on storytelling and becoming, you know, a really great storyteller. Um, and actually this is something that we have an entire section on in our profitable marketing playbook. So that's a 50 plus page workbook that we created that honestly and truly is the best (laughs) resource that I think we've ever created. Um, it gets me so excited just talking about it, but the profitable marketing playbook is a huge workbook that's dedicated to giving you a marketing plan that actually converts and makes you money. And it does that through sort of a signature system we created called the marketing matrix. And one of the sections of the marketing matrix is on story. And so really helping you lean into storytelling and narrative marketing. And that's something I've been talking a lot about lately because I really, truly think it's getting bigger than ever, because that is the way that you relate to your customers and your audience when they're inundated with, you know, people trying to sell them things with people, giving them value with, you know, constant like content and ads and all of that stuff, your stories and your ability to share your own experiences and connect with your audience is going to be what sets you apart and keeps people coming back to your content. So again, I really think long form videos are going to be even more prominent than they have been. And you need to get comfortable with that idea. But the way to do that intentionally is going to be through finding a way to really add value to your viewers life through your own experiences, your own lens, your own storytelling abilities. Next up live events, live events are so in this year, you guys. Um, obviously we are doing our first in-person conference later this year, and it's going to be really, really huge, but I'm also just seeing more live events than ever, even that are not, you know, huge conferences. There are smaller, more intimate retreats or, you know, smaller, more locally focused networking events or things like that. They are popping up everywhere. And so this is kind of a twofold you know, thing to leverage in your business, because number one, if you're not getting in the room at events, you're really missing out, leaving money on the table, missing a lot of opportunity there to expand your network, to make connections, to find customers, to get referrals, to meet more people that could be really beneficial to your business. But twofold, um, also how can you maybe, you know, implement some live events for yourself in your own business, creating your own live events. 
And before you write that off and you're like, "Mm, I don't know, that's not for me. You don't have to necessarily go host a huge conference. Again, you can host a retreat. You could host a workshop. You can create a networking event, right? Maybe a one-off networking event or like a series of networking events or workshops or something like that in your area. Um, even, you know, there is a virtual aspect of this where more and more people are wanting virtual networking opportunities and not just, you know, webinars and masterclasses. So obviously this is something you could totally implement virtually too, but I really think people are, are really just desiring that in-person connection more and more and more. And so a lot of people are finding ways to, to get themselves in the room. And so, like I said, twofold, number one, get yourself in the room. Uh, our conference is a great place to start. I'd be remiss if I didn't, uh, pitch that. So definitely check that out, you know, females on fire conference.com and check it out and grab your ticket to join us in August. But even if you need something a little smaller, you know, where is, a networking event that you could tap into, or, um, maybe a retreat that you could go on. That's just really going to be surrounded by the right people for you. Where can you tap in and get in the room, but also just how can you implement this in your own business and maybe consider some type of live event, even if it's a collaboration, right? You could partner up with some other, people in your area. Like if you're maybe a photographer, you get a bunch of photographers together and run a photography workshop or, um, you know, a networking event for photographers or something like that. Um, I mean, there's so many ways to go about this. The sky is really, truly the limit. And so don't be turned off by the idea of hosting a live event just because in your head, that looks like, you know, a really huge, conference with like a speaker lineup at a big venue and lots of people and all of that stuff. It can be small and intimate, or it could be local. Um, but I definitely think that that's the way things are going, that people are really, really loving live events and they're getting into that more than ever. Next up, I'm going to breeze through the next few, cause I think they all kind of tie together and they're not as, um, intense, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I, I really think we're seeing less of the omnipresent approaches to like content and channels and platforms. And we're seeing more people dedicate their time to just one platform. And I think that's kind of a shift from the past few years where everyone was trying to be everywhere. Right. But now I think people are burnt out and they're tired and more and more people are saying, you know what, I don't have the time or the energy or the resources to dedicate to all of these different platforms. And I don't see it serving me. So where are my people showing up? Where can I create the best content? And I'm going to really go full force head on all my time and energy into that one platform. So what does that mean for you? Obviously, if you you know, have the capacity, whether it's a team or you've just got really amazing, you know, systems and tools in place to help you. Obviously an omnipresent approach is still amazing. If you can show up on a bunch of different platforms and do it really well, that's awesome. Um, females on fire has a little bit of an omnipresent approach and we're working on more, but 
that is not for everybody. And you have to be able to do it well, that doing it well is the really crucial part of that. So if you don't have the capacity, the resources, the energy to do an omnipresent approach, omnipresent approach being you're on multiple different platforms, creating consistent content, then you are more than likely going to be one of those people that focuses in on just one or two specific platforms, right? So maybe just, you know, your email list and a podcast, or maybe, you know, you're focusing on Instagram and your email or a podcast and TikTok or whatever. Um, because of that, I think what we're going to see more of is because people are hyper-focused on creating content in one place, they are going to start to consume in that one place too. And so I'm not necessarily saying, I think we're going to see less people on each of the platforms, but I do think people are going to get more focused with their time and their rules for themselves on when they allow themselves to just like sit and scroll because of that, you have to know where your people are. You have to get laser focused on who is my audience, where are they hanging out and consuming content? What makes them want to buy? And how do I show up and get my offers in front of them? Because if more people are getting really focused on how much time they're spending on these platforms, how much they're consuming, where they're hanging out, then you've got to also do that. And you've got to also know this is my ideal, you know, customer. This is how they're getting focused. This is the platform they're going to spend the most time on. So that's where I'm going to go put my energy. So I just think in the past, we've seen people really pushing like, oh, here's how to repurpose all of your content so that you're on every single platform and you have a podcast and a YouTube channel and an email list and all of this stuff. And while that's great, and you can absolutely create a really amazing content machine that has that sort of omnipresent approach. I think we're seeing more and more people not actually creating that well and instead getting really burnt out by it. And so because of that, there is a shift happening into people just dedicating their time to one platform. I've seen a lot of people lately say goodbye to social media entirely so that they can just focus on their email list or just focus on their email list and a podcast. Um, and so I just think we're going to see more and more of that as time goes on. And for you, that just means really knowing for sure where your audience is hanging out. And so my next one is kind of coupled with that a little bit. Um, I also think in terms of content that we're going to see less of the branded, you know, like just like perfectly branded and pretty content and more sort of behind the scenes stuff. And this is something I think has been gradually happening over the years, but even more so now than ever, I think we're seeing a lot of people throwing out the, oh, my Instagram feed has to look, you know, pretty and it has to be really like clean and, and branded and all this stuff. I think we're seeing a lot of people throw that out for the sake of creating those videos where it's just them talking and they can, they don't have to have makeup on and they can just like be on their couch, like telling you a story or, um, 
you know, for that more behind the scenes kind of stuff or for reels and TikTok videos that are a lot of like B-roll footage and, and stuff like that. So I think we're seeing that shift because people are more inundated with content and offers and ads than ever. So people are now looking at content and almost thinking it's too perfect, right? It's too polished. It's too put together. They want real. They want to hear you, you know, trip over your words a little bit. They want to, um, see that, that spelling error or grammar error in your caption, because it lets them know that you're a human. And with the rise of AI, which I also think is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and could have gone on this list, but I didn't put it there, uh, with the rise of AI and people using AI for their business, more and more people are writing captions and creating content that they didn't create. AI wrote it for them. And I think as people are reading that, you can feel when it's not a human that wrote it, you know? And so I think people are just craving that human connection. We kind of already talked about that with the live events. And so as they're getting focused on where they're going to spend their time on these platforms, they're also getting focused on who they're consuming content from, who they're following, you know, who they're really taking advice from and getting value from, because they want to feel that really deep connection with you. They want to feel like they know you. They want to feel like they love your stories. They want to feel like you've got, you know, experience and like a background that you can share with them to give them more value and to keep them engaged and entertained and excited. So more than ever, um, you know, I, I do think it's about the entertainment value as much as it is the value add that you're giving to their life or their business. So while, you know, it's not enough to just be funny or just be creative, um, or just be bold, you know, it, that's not enough. You have to have value to give and know what that value is and why your customer needs it. But just having value isn't enough anymore either, because there are hundreds of places that they could go get that value. So why should they choose you? And so you need to throw out the idea of making it pretty or perfect or like beautifully branded for the sake of being more entertaining, being more human, being more real and down to earth and showing, you know, your true personality. And that is not to say, because I know my branding people will come for me. That is not to say that you should just make really crappy videos with really like crappy, crappy quality audio, or the video is like bad lighting or whatever. And you should not worry about branding at all. That is not what I'm saying. Branding really elevates your business. So, you know, go get the brand photos. If you can create the beautifully branded website, if you can, but in terms of content, I think don't get too caught up in that. You can have beautifully branded photos. You can, you know, make your stuff on brand, but don't get so caught up in doing that, that you post less content or it's less, you know, entertaining and engaging it's more important now for it to be engaging than it is for it to be perfect and polished. Next up, I think there's a bigger push than ever for uh, stages and PR and all of those types of opportunities. And what I mean by that is more people than ever 
are writing books. More people than ever are deciding they want to be speakers and trying to get on stages and on podcasts and, you know, in events, more people than ever are pitching for those PR opportunities that you want for your business. And I don't say that to scare you. I do believe in, in a way that there is room for everyone, but I also think that people jump on bandwagons and they see their friend speaking on a stage and they go, I could do that. And they don't even necessarily know if they want to do it or if it's good for their business, or if they even really like it that much, they just think, Oh, that's an opportunity to make money. And I could do that. And I know somebody that's successful doing that. So I'll get their advice and I'll start from there. And that's the way of the world. That's the way it's always been, but more so than ever, I see people stepping out and saying, I want to be a speaker. I want to write a book you know, I want to be featured in this article. Let me contribute to it. And that's both a really cool thing because people are starting to allow themselves to dream a little bigger and that's awesome. But it also means for you that there are more people, you know, vying for those same opportunities. And so if you want to be the person that gets those opportunities, you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to stand out which means you need to find your angle, right? It's not enough to be like, oh, I talk about believing in yourself or I want to speak on the stage because I talk about, you know, overcoming obstacles. Everybody talks about that. Like I, I cannot tell you the amount of pitches that we get for the podcast or when we open up like applications for our spark speakers for summits and things like that. How many applications are just the same? They're, they're the same topics and it just sounds like the, the people that wrote them are the same person. And so you've got to find an angle and make yourself stand out in a way that's really unique to you. What, what story do you have about overcoming obstacles that no one else has? What's your unique method to this, you know, copywriting uh, thing or to sales or to marketing or what's like the unique thing that you can teach or the unique way that you give value that's going to make you stand out above the rest when you're vying for these opportunities. This is also a twofold thing because it also means you need to grow your network. If you do not have an actual plan, an actual strategy for how you're going to continue to grow your network this year, you need one now. Like you need it yesterday because as more and more people are vying for these same opportunities, it's going to become even more about who, you know, people are going to stop putting out applications for things and instead start turning to, Hey, you know, I've, I've been seeing your content lately. You know, I know you pretty well, we're friends, whatever. And I want to feature you in this thing, or I want you to come speak at my event or you know, Hey, I know that, you know, so-and-so could you connect us? It's going to become about who, you know, it's already that way a little bit. It's going to become even more that way because more and more and more and more and more people are vying for those opportunities. So you have to stand out. You have to find your unique angle, but you also have to really put a big focus on growing your network and trying to connect with people and put yourself out there so that when those opportunities do come up. 
people are mentioning your name to their friends. They're mentioning your name to their collaborators, right? You need your name to be mentioned in the rooms that you're not in. So start finding a plan, finding a strategy for how you're going to grow your network so that you can get those opportunities too. The last couple things I'll say is I really think we're going to see more and more of those like creative out of the box approaches to things. And I just think like now more than ever, if you have an idea where you're like, oh, that's kind of creative, but I've never seen anyone do that. Now is the time to do it because those cool things that people haven't really seen before, or they haven't seen that take or whatever, those are the things that are turning into trends. Those are the things that people are constantly looking for to vibe off of, right? So if you've got content offers, you know, containers, any kind of idea for something that's even slightly unique, go for it. Now more than ever, go for it. If you're not having those ideas, start to really sit down and and look at your business and what you want to achieve and what you want to do this year and say, how can I spin this in a way that I haven't seen done before? How can I get really creative? What are some out of the box things that I can utilize to really stand out? And if you don't know, I would implore you to look in industries that you're not in for ideas and inspiration. Because I know a lot of times for me, when I'm kind of in a creative rut, I will look outside of the motivational speaking industry, or I will look outside of the marketing and business coaching industry, because I'll go find something that's totally unrelated to my industry. And it will spark some kind of idea in me where I'm like, ha, I could, I could leverage that. I could use that. I could spin that to be about marketing or, you know, to be about overcoming failure or to be about storytelling or whatever. So really get creative and start to think out of the box. And if that means looking into other industries to find those ideas, then that's what you need to do. Um, and then the last thing is just, there's going to be some big changes coming very, very soon, um, to email deliverability. So, you know, people have been telling you for years that it's more important than ever to have an email list. So, because social media could disappear any day and you need to have a way to connect with your audience. And that is still true to this day, but Google is making some really big changes very, very soon in email deliverability. And so more than ever, it's important for you to make sure that you're doing the right things with your email list and not just, you know, sending out a bunch of emails all the time, make sure that you actually have a really crystal clear strategy for what you're doing. Make sure that you're following all of these new guidelines that are in place. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, definitely go look that up, do a little research into it, because I think this is going to affect a lot of people and it's going to rock the boat a lot where a lot of people that were seeing really great open rates or click rates with their email list, and they were kind of doing okay, maybe are not going to be doing so well in the coming weeks. And they're going to constantly keep going to spam with their customers. And that's a big, big problem. So really just making sure that not only are you trying to leverage an email list, because that's the thing that you own, but that you're getting really crystal clear about what deliverability looks like nowadays and how you can avoid 
you know, spam folders and really actually still connect with your customers and, and do things the way that you should be doing them. Um, and, and getting creative while also staying in those guidelines and, and ramifications that Google has set now, because I think that's going to affect so many people and it's going to be a big deal in the coming weeks. So that was a lot, but that's some of the observations that I've seen either, you know, we've been going that direction for a bit. And now I think we're really veering into that lane or it's kind of a total 180 and, and pivoting into that. Um, I just think these are some of the things that are going to be really, really crucial to this year. And so whether you've already started thinking about and implementing some of these things, or some of them were new to you, definitely go back and kind of walk through this episode and say, okay, how am I implementing that? What does that look like for my business? Is that right for me? Um, and how can I get creative in this area? Because while there is room for everyone, you know, it is harder to stand out and you do have to be more creative and more on the top of your game with this stuff in order to stay relevant and in order to stay successful. And I don't want to see you, you know, come up at the end of the year and go, "Mm, I just couldn't cut it. I need to go get a nine to five because I got to pay bills and, you know, lose your business just because you couldn't stay on top of it and staying on top of it. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be complicated, but it is constantly evolving. And so that's why we do episodes like this is to kind of give you an idea of what that evolution is looking like and get you thinking about how your business is going to be impacted by those things. So hopefully this was an eye opener. Hopefully it gave you lots of ideas and lots of things to think about. I would love to hear from you what this is looking like in your business this year. So hit me up on Instagram at Haley Luckadoo. Reach out, let me know, like what from this list are you implementing? Are you trying? Are you excited about? Are you nervous about? And uh, let me know so we can talk through it and support you and just cheer you on because I want to see you thrive this year. And I want to see you you know, set that fire to blaze and just be really successful in your business and have your best year yet. So that is a wrap for this episode. Like I said, hopefully it was helpful. Definitely reach out to me over on Instagram and stay tuned because there's so many really amazing juicy episodes coming this year. We've got our conference coming up in August. Uh, We've got lots of other fun things in the pipeline that I'm really excited to share with you. And so if you are, you know, just tapping into the Females on Fire community for the first time, we're excited to welcome you in with all the new fun things we're doing. And if you've been around for a while, then it's about to get so much better and so much bigger. And so we're still just so excited that you're here. So thank you guys for joining me. Happy new year. I hope it's already kicking off so well. Tune in again on Friday for our first Fire Friday of the year. And then we're back on Monday with a hot take and we will keep at it for the rest of 2024. And I'm just really, really excited about it. And that's a wrap. Head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes, find fun bonuses, or grab your Females on Fire merch. If you loved this episode, make sure you hit subscribe, leave us a review, and then share your favorite takeaway on Instagram and tag us at Females on Fire so we can repost you. Want more? 
Join us in the Firestarter Club, a monthly membership focused on helping you grow your business and your network. And tune back in every Wednesday and Friday for brand new episodes to keep you fired up for those big dreams.